When I asked my family what they learned from this pandemic, they said, we learned how to do school online. We learned how far six feet actually is. In many ways, we've learned so much, probably more than any of us would have wanted to learn. And I imagine some of us learned how many episodes we could binge watch at night and still be functional at work the next day. Uh, thanks to wearing masks, some of us also learned how bad our breath really is. Uh, some of us learned how to video chat for the first time, while others of us learned how to teach someone to video chat for the first time. And we all learned how important toilet paper is. And we learned how not to hoard it all for ourselves. Uh, we learned how important the Suez Canal is. We learned or relearned how important healthcare workers are, janitors, first responders, and all essential workers are to our daily lives. And while those are important lessons, obviously the loss of life and the impact on so many more lives is even more significant, which we do not want to minimize or trivialize. And one way to honor those who have passed away from this terrible virus is to learn from it. Because how sad and unwise would it be for everyone to go through the pain and suffering these past 18 months and not take time to reflect on what we have learned from this pandemic. And I think I speak for everyone when I say we didn't want to experience this because this pandemic was sort of, sort of forced on us. We didn't have a choice, but in many ways that's how life is, right? However, if we don't pause to reflect on what we've learned, we are very similar in this regard. We will all forget. And some of you might respond to me with one of two objections. First, Chris, like, I can't think about this right now because we're still in this pandemic. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but the Delta variant is causing so many problems right now. And our county reinstituted a mask mandate this week. Uh, maybe later it'll be important to, to pause and reflect on what I've learned, but I can't do that right now. And I would say, well, actually, I have noticed that. And I do realize the mask mandate has come back. Uh, maybe others of you would respond with the other objection. Uh, Chris, I'm so ready to move on past this pandemic, so I don't really want to take any more time to think about it. And, well, I would say, well, believe me, I, I really do get that perspective. However, I want to push back a little bit on both of those objections. That I realize that I don't know your circumstances, I don't know your pain from this pandemic, I don't know what you're going through or how this has affected your family and you specifically. But here's what I do know. Our tendency is to rush back to the way things were and miss the lessons that we learned in this past season. C.S. Lewis wrote something many years ago in his book, The Problem of Pain, that explores this, this very tension of what we should learn and when we should learn it. He writes this, At first I'm overwhelmed, and all of my little happinesses look like broken toys. Then slowly and reluctantly, bit by bit, I try to bring myself into the frame of mind that I should be in at all times. And perhaps, by God's grace, I succeed, and for a day or two I become a creature consciously dependent on God and, his, and drawing its strength from the right sources. But the moment the threat is withdrawn, and we know the rest of the sentence because that has probably been our story. We've probably been there. We retreat to our old ways, our old normal. But the moment the threat is withdrawn, my whole nature leaps back to the toys. Which should make all of us wonder, like, why do we have to be led to the brink of disaster to make the changes that we have usually known all along that we needed to make? Now, some of these four lessons that I'm going to share with you are not really new. In fact, really none of them are particularly new, which sort of proves my point. If we aren't careful, our tendency is to rush back to the way things were and miss the lessons learned in this past season. 
So again, none of these lessons are really new. Uh, lesson two though, is something we didn't fully understand before the pandemic, and we still don't fully understand now. But let's start with lesson number one. We need community. Like many things, the pandemic did definitely direct, men, directly impact most of us. Uh, however, for some of us, the pandemic mostly highlighted what was already happening in our lives. The pandemic sort of brought, to, brought things to the surface for us to see that we hadn't seen or thought about in quite a while. And some of us were already unhealthy physically, but not leaving our houses for several months further revealed how physically unhealthy we were. And along those same lines, some of us didn't have a close community of people around us before the pandemic. However, when the pandemic started, we became painfully aware of how isolated, lonely, and separated we were from a community of people who cared about us and who we cared for. Now, the reason this lesson is true for all of us is because God designed us for community. God did not create us to be fully autonomous, independent beings, not needing anyone else. We were created for relationships, both to be a support for us and for others in our time of need. And if they are already there, then they will already be there for you. If you already had those people there for you when you needed them, they would be there for you. Like, duh, right? And yet, how many of us wanted people to be there for us, but we didn't have people there when we needed them? Today we're going to start in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, and we're going to read a few different passages today. You can follow along in the Bible app. If you don't have the Bible app, head to bible.com app. Once you're in the app, head to the More Menu option in the bottom right corner, select Events, and you can find our church. We'll also have the notes and verses on the screen as well. Uh, the writer of Ecclesiastes says this in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, starting in verse 9. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And even if you haven't heard these verses before, this is probably isn't new information. If you have fallen alone, you understand the real trouble that you can be in. However, we all get busy, and before we know it, we've gone weeks or months without building relationships with people outside of our own homes. And again, this pandemic has sort of just highlighted this problem for many of us, because when we needed someone to talk to, we weren't exactly sure who we could text, Zoom, or FaceTime with. And we all need support, but we might think that we are weak for needing support, although everyone eventually needs support. And in fact, it is bigger than just that for Jesus followers. God actually uses community to grow our faith in Him. And without that community, our faith suffers. So lesson number one, we need community. Now for some of you, this is the lesson that really has impacted you the most over these past 18 months. Because when we are isolated from others, when we are disconnected from people who have access to, our, to us and our hearts, we don't make better decisions, right? When we are disconnected from people who have access to our hearts, we make worse decisions. And so hopefully this doesn't happen, but what if we had a new pandemic start at some point in the near future? What should you do right now to build community with other people to support each other? Uh, what can you do this week to begin building relationships with people who can be there for you and who can be there, who you can be there for when that time comes? And if you do have a community around you, what can you do to maintain and grow those relationships? 
So lesson number one, we learned from a pandemic we didn't want to experience, we need community. Lesson number two, the world has changed, so we must as well. And this can be both an easy lesson to acknowledge and a difficult lesson to accept. That the world when we last met together in person on March 8th, 2020, is long gone. 615,000 people have died just in the U.S. 4.2 million people around the world have died from COVID. 201 million people have been affected with this, infected with this virus and many more with family members and friends who have been impacted. We have experienced higher unemployment than any time since the Great Depression. And we continue to struggle with addiction, relapse, mental health, anxiety, and depression. And to those stats, for our second in-person gathering on August 22nd, we will spend most of the service processing and acknowledging the losses from this past season, while also recognizing some of the good things that have happened in this past season. And we're calling this a community gathering because everyone in our surrounding community, whether or not they believe in Jesus, everyone could benefit from taking some time to process all that has happened, good and bad, since the pandemic started. We would love for you to consider inviting someone to this community gathering on our campus, August 22nd, to spend some time processing how the world has changed. And not only has COVID-19 completely changed the world, but so many other things have happened in our country specifically. We have come face to face with our nation's complicated and racist past and present, specifically regarding black people. We have seen documented increases in hate towards Asians. We have continued to see a humanitarian crisis at our southern border with people from Central and South America leaving their home countries looking for safety and a new life. We have witnessed an insurrection attempt at our capital trying to interrupt a peaceful transition of power after the presidential election. We have divisions in our families, friends, and neighborhoods around almost every issue. We have created new habits and rhythms, some good, some not so good. We have adapted almost every aspect of our lives around the internet and a digital presence. And this all has impacted our mission as a church, that every single church in America is wrestling with what changes need to happen to our programs. How should Sundays look different? How should we use our facilities? How do we fund ministry? How do we love our communities? And our church is no different. We are continuing to explore these important questions. And while I wished I had more answers for you, one thing I know for sure is that the world has changed. And just going back to what we did on March 8th, 2020, isn't an option. And it doesn't even really make any sense since today is August 8th, 2021. And another thing I know is that meeting together is something that will not change. The writer of Hebrews says this in Hebrews chapter 10, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And while meeting together is something that will not change, what might is that what our meetings might look like might change, and they really have changed. We will start by meeting outside with masks next, next Sunday, August 15th. And to be honest, I really don't know what that will look like beyond that. And maybe moving inside to our auditorium with no masks at some point. Uh, maybe something completely different. And one thing that won't change, though, is meeting together. And now, I get it. Uh, change is rarely easy. And with a decade or more of change packed into the last 18 months, change right now has been especially challenging. 
However, pretending that the world hasn't changed really doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help us to be able to move forward. And it doesn't help those we're trying to love for Jesus. So lesson number two, we learned from a pandemic we didn't want to experience, the world has changed and so must we. Lesson number three, God is still present, concerned, and loving. Now to be very clear, to say that we've learned or relearned this lesson does not mean that we haven't doubted this lesson or at least questioned it a little bit. And if you're new to our church, doubting or questioning God is welcome in our church. Uh, we think God is bigger than our doubts or our questions. And the pain and suffering that our world has experienced is significant and really cannot be denied. But we believe that suffering is not evidence of God's absence, apathy, or anger. And if you've lost faith in God because of the pain and suffering in this world or your own pain and suffering, I want to invite you to reconsider. If you didn't know, or maybe you haven't forgotten this, the women and the men who bring us the story of Jesus saw pain and suffering that we can't even imagine. And many of them experienced pain and suffering that we can't imagine. And yet they believed God was still present, concerned, and loving. That these women and men who experienced extraordinary suffering maintained faith because the foundation of their faith was not a perfect world where bad things don't happen to good people. Because these men and women saw the worst thing imaginable happen to the best person they'd ever known. And they believed anyhow. Their faith was in the God introduced to them by a crucified and a resurrected Jesus who said this in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And the very person who documented these verses, Matthew, was one of several people who abandoned Jesus when they felt that, that God wasn't near, that the circumstances were looking bleak, and there was sort of a growing gap between what they expected and what they experienced. The very men and women who left Jesus, who fled when Jesus needed them the most, are the same men and women who would spend the rest of their lives, risking the rest of their lives, ensuring that you and I can know with certainty that God is still present, concerned, and loving. Lesson number four, loving people like Jesus is still our mission. Now, to quote my wife, we learned that loving people is a muscle that needs regular exercise. And whether it's learning to love your family members who you were stuck in the house with, or if it was sort of trying to love the friend on social media who seemed to keep starting political arguments, or if it was attempting to love your neighbor who sees the world quite differently from you. We learned that loving people is hard. Uh, also, I think it's fair to say that, that sometimes a crisis does not do as much damage as we might attribute to it, but rather a crisis sort of highlights the current condition of our hearts. The condition of our hearts right before a crisis is going to be seen in how we respond to the crisis. So if you didn't love people like Jesus before the pandemic, you were not likely to love people like Jesus once the pandemic started. And again, if you're looking for something that hasn't changed, this is probably the most important thing when Jesus said this in John chapter 13. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And that last verse always gets me because I want Jesus to say something else. My political affiliation will prove that I am a Jesus follower. Uh, my being right will prove. My attendance will prove. My, my whatever will prove. But Jesus says, no, not those things. 
just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Lesson number four, loving people like Jesus is still our mission. So, which of those lessons sort of sticks out to you the most? Which of those lessons have you learned before, but when you look back on these past 18 months, you realize maybe you needed a reminder that we need community. The world has changed, so must we. God is still present, concerned, and loving, and loving people like Jesus is still our mission. Or maybe you need to ask yourself some different questions. What have I been doing that almost led to my undoing? What should I begin doing that I should have been doing all along? Whatever the case, we are heading into a new season. It may feel quite similar to our previous season, or it might feel completely different. And the point is still the same. If we don't take time to pause and reflect on the lessons we learned from a pandemic we didn't want to experience, we will miss the lessons we should have learned from a pandemic we didn't want to experience, but we did experience that pandemic. And so let me finish C.S. Lewis's quote from a little bit earlier. At first I'm overwhelmed and all my little happinesses look like broken toys. And then slowly and reluctantly, bit by bit, I try to bring myself into a, the frame of mind that I should be in at all times. And perhaps by God's grace, I succeed. And for a day or two, become a creature consciously dependent on God and drawing its strength from the right source. But the moment the threat is withdrawn, my whole nature leaps back to the toys. And here's the ending. I remind myself that all these toys were never meant to possess my heart, and that my true good is in another world, and my only real treasure is Christ. So let's not leap back to the toys of life that were never meant to possess our hearts. And one way to remind ourselves of this truth is to pause and reflect on the lessons we've learned in this season. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us through these past 18 months. And for some of us, it doesn't feel like maybe you've been present with us through these last 18 months. Or for some of us, we look back at these last 18 months and we have so much regret. We wish we would have done things differently. Maybe we're in some difficulty financially or relationally or spiritually or maybe in some other way. But God, you have brought us to this point. And so God, we thank you first and foremost for helping us. And God, we mourn and grieve with those who are mourning and grieving. So many people who have lost their lives. So God, we don't want to sort of take that for granted, or we don't want to waste this opportunity, this, this chance that we've been given to learn something through so much pain and suffering. So God, would you help us to learn the lessons that you wanted us to learn? That you that would help us to see with fresh eyes the opportunities that maybe we've had, that maybe we've missed, or maybe the things that really we could only learn by going through such a difficult time. Maybe for some of us, it was our dependence on you it was realizing that we really do need other people in our lives. Maybe it was realizing that you are present and concerned and you are a loving God who's there for us. Uh, maybe for some of us, we need to learn that the world really has changed and so must we. And maybe for others, it's other things. I don't know. But God, would you help us to see what it is that you might want us to learn? Would you help us to process? Would, would you help us to pause and reflect on these past 18 months so that we wouldn't sort of let this time go by in vain, that you would speak to us and help us to know what it is we needed to learn? Would you help us to not make the same mistakes the next time a crisis comes? Because 
reality is there probably will be another crisis. Hopefully it's not a pandemic, but only God, really, you do know what that is. And so God, whatever that next crisis is, would you help us to be prepared because we paused and reflected on what it is that you might want to teach us, what we've learned these past 18 months. We ask for your help. Would you give us the wisdom to know what to do with what we've heard? And God, would you also give us the courage to actually do something different because of that knowledge? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.